Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the 2023 edition of the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I am your host, Otis, and tonight, like always, well, we'll see you this year. I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that squad consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, hey. And Mike. Your friendly neighborhood. Ho, ho, ho. Holy. <laughs> we will be reviewing a Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 1989 French horror thriller film, Deadly Games. This one doesn't have a subtitle, but I'll tell you all the other names that this movie was called. So it was Deadly Games, Dial Code Santa Claus, Game Over, Hide and Freak, and 3615 Code Père Noel. Yeah. That's amazing. This is episode two of the Christmas Movie Countdown and episode 336 of the Spooky Movie episodes. (laughs) Hit that music. Happy Christmas, Spookies, everyone. We are back. So during Christmas, we choose four. Yeah, four. Usually it's four. It's probably going to be more this year. Yeah spooky themed christmas movies now it's always fun uh katie and i and emma and micah we we comb around and try to find some of the best or hopefully the best scary movies that are christmas themed sometimes it's a bit tough but we sat down and we found a bad boy a french bad boy from 1989 now i'm gonna make sure to bring up the date for this movie because there was another movie that was a lot like this movie that came out in 1990 and there were a lot of similarities to the point where people wanted to sue about this so deadly games for the uninitiated is a story about a young boy that is beset by a villain in his giant mansion on christmas and he has to fight for his life that sounds like home alone yeah yep yes it does you and friend and France both think that. So Deadly Games came out before Home Alone. And the director and writer of this movie uh was threatening legal action when Home Alone came out because uh he said they they remade my movie. Now there are differences to these. Um Deadly Games, uh it's not a lovable bumbling thief. Or two pair of thieves. Yeah, this one. Santa Claus is trying to absolutely kill this child. Harry Marv wanted to beat the shit out of Kevin. Uh, I don't think only after he like fucking maimed them. Yeah, they were literally their intention was just to steal things from the giant fucking house. Yeah. So uh, watching this movie, finally seeing it, it's not the same, but I you can feel the similarities in this bad Mm -hmm. boy. So. Uh, but yeah, the Deadly Games, is, this is a dark version of Home Alone, honestly, uh, for the uninitiated. If you were like, what is this movie about? Oh, this, it's a dark Home Alone, honestly. <laughs> so, Emma, what did you think about Deadly Games? 
This movie was adorable. I did not realize that it was going to be French. So when we first started watching the movie, I texted Otis and I was like, um, is this the am right I watching thing? the right one? Because uh, little boys out here talking in French. I'm like, I don't know what's. Way. Yeah. <laughs> when like, we started, something... I was like, is this right? Right. But no, it was so good. It was adorable. Little boy out here acting like Rambo and oh. I loved it. It was so good. It was so much better than I expected it to be. But that was very refreshing. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, again, being from 1989, the all the special effects are not special effects. They're like practical effects and legit. And they were awesome. And I loved them. So huzzah, Micah. Well, as someone who is also from the year 1989, I feel like I'm an expert on, no, I'm just kidding. But anyway. Um, okay, Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that, I, I'll, I'll be in company. We'll, 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 that's good company to have. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, that kid went on a goddamn character journey, this movie. Holy. This, I don't know. I don't know. It was so interesting. The the dynamics of having like an older person that he has to care for and Absolutely. Um like the mom, like them having a really good relationship, but her, you know, having to go off to work and, and leave them home for long periods of time and the super like obviously it wasn't retro at the time, but looking back, it's like the big thing is everybody wants to go retro eighties uh technology. And, you know, the vapor wave and shit like that. And this movie went hard on that. It was like, yeah, this is definitely an 80s fucking movie. It's glorious. I did not know that they had uh, internet kiosks back then. That was kind of that was kind of fucking yeah. mind blowing. It was like a um, I mean, shit, we just played Starfield and Starfield basically had that same kind of thing where you just like they're just Internet kiosks. So it was just like, I don't know. There were so many like trippy things about this movie. And then it just had like to cap it off. It just had a really solid fucking ending. Like, dude, this movie was gold, man. I I'm very surprised that I had never heard of it before we brought it up on our list. Uh, No, it's absolute banger. Katie? Uh, yeah. To echo Micah, fucking absolute banger. This movie is now in my we're gonna watch this every year at Christmas time movie rotation. Fuck yes. It's so fucking good. The villain played up like, played the villain character so well in this movie, it like gave you the heebie-jeebies. Like, as you're watching it, because every time he has an interaction with a child, you're like, oh, dear God, if you fucking hurt that child, I will jump through Mm -hmm. the screen and murder you myself. And it was just, he gave off this, like, pedophile, like, vibe that went with his, but it was weird because he had that, but he also had this, like, childlike innocence, like he wasn't all there in the head. And it just made for a fucking phenomenal villain. And this movie's incredible. Fucking incredible. Yeah. I was very surprised. I didn't know if this was going to be a solid film or not. Because everything I saw when I looked for it, or found it, honestly, 
it just said it's a dark home alone and i was like oh, what can you get from that but this movie there's so much to it the the uh, you know tomas this kid goes through so much and just like micah said adding people to the mix if it was just the kid he could take care of himself and scoot around but him having to deal with his grandfather being around and trying to keep him alive boy howdy shit was awesome i love this movie i have watched this two times in the last 24 hours uh just to get a better idea about just the plot and stuff like that and i realized i really like this fucking movie a lot uh to the point where i'm gonna i gotta get me a copy of it i i bet it's gonna be kind of hard to find but i absolutely adored this movie uh i fuck it's good it's real you good. know what you know what movie this reminds me of maybe it's just the i mean obviously they came out near the same time but this really reminds me of that pinocchio movie that we watched <laughs> but like way pinocchio's better revenge. Way, yeah pinocchio's <laughs> revenge yeah it, it has like the same vibe to it almost but this one was way better yeah no it's this is a fun one so uh for everybody out there please give this movie a shot this one runs for 92 minutes. Uh, it is lean and mean. Uh, not enough time to really get around, but it, feel, it felt like some scenes kind of had weight and had time to it, but I guess that's just good management. So you can check this bad boy out on Prime, connected with Shutter. Shutter. That's how we saw it. But uh, It's probably... also like AMC Plus. I think if yeah. you had AMC Plus, it works as well. well if you don't have a Shutter I... subscription. Shutter is part of amc i think on prime yeah yeah you can also have shutter as just itself like not through prime yeah we just have shutter or we have prime but we only have the shutter add-on not the amc plus add-on so yeah gotcha yeah so please 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 check this movie out absolutely <laughs> so uh we'll get through this pretty quick i wrote notes because uh the synopsis that i usually look for online they were not that good. So I, when I watched it the second time, I wrote my own notes. Uh, usually I have notes. When I set up jokes and stuff, they're little shitty lines. There is some type of little point that I write. But no, at some point in the synopsis that I read, it just says a game of a cat and mouse game ensues. And then it jumps like 40 minutes ahead in the synopsis because they didn't feel like explaining all of the bad things that, that Thomas, that Tomas did to Santa Claus. So I sat down and worked it all out. So we'll get through this bad boy. So this movie starts with a garbage truck driving up and picking up the garbage. And then we see a Santa Claus. It hits a garbage can and it falls over just like the beginning <laughs> or the semi beginning of Home Alone where the uh work trucks are like out working on the phone lines yeah so we meet up with some kids playing with snowballs hooray this That's is so fight. so darn cute so pure yeah and then we see a very creepy man creep up and wants to play snowballs with these children and one of the kids says hey we don't know this guy he's not in the group and they all leave and he looks so sad that no one wants to play with him hopefully he finds somebody that wants to play with him tonight uh, we'll see we'll see who he plays with <laughs> for the rest of the night we meet up with tomas so later on we learn that he is 
a genius, a child genius, and he loves tinkering and fixing and building on things, and he loves action films. Uh, he looks like Rambo, and as he wakes up, in, he sleeps in a plane <laughs> with his dog, JR, uh, the cutest damn thing in the world. I thought it was so adorable that he was just in this plane with a dog. So Tomas, he lives in this gigantic castle. It's an actual castle with his mom, Julie, and his, he says it like this, a diabetic, half-blind grandfather. And he named <laughs> Poppy. Poppy. And his pet dog, JR. Uh, when he wakes up, JR has goggles on. So JR went to sleep with flying goggles on. And I thought that was the cutest thing ever. Uh, Tomas, he wakes up and there is just like gunshot like sounds happening. He is in a movie. This child wants to be in an action movie 100%. And he's jumping around. He's got his fake guns. He's sharpening his plastic knife. He has handcuffs and all these things. And he is hunting down his dog, JR. And he throws these ninja stars at JR and then presses a few buttons on his wrist-mounted little computer. And <laughs> the floor falls out and JR is like, Jesus, and falls into a net. <laughs> and he throws a fake grenade into the hole, but the mom catches it and says, it's dinner time, uh, it's breakfast. And he's like, okay. And he's like, well, go get your grandpa, wake him up. So we see that Tomas and Poppy, his grandpa, they are very close and it's very cute. Uh, he wakes him up, he gets on a mic and just yells really loud and grandpa's like, oh. And he gets him up, he handcuffs himself to his grandpa and they go to breakfast. So it's funny, this movie adds all the things that you need to know. So we learn that Tomas, uh, there was something that happens to the dad in this movie. Obviously, dad's not around anymore and it seems to be a some type of contention with the family and poppy is diabetic and he really cannot see we see a couple of seconds in his life and it is super blurry i was like god even with glasses on his world is very blurry and sad so the mom julie tells tomas and, po and her dad pop poppy that she is going to come in late because she works really hard she is like the owner of all of these like toy stores in town. And that's why Tomas gets all of these toys. And I assume he, I don't think he helps now, but he seems to be really good at fixing things and he's really good at computers. So at some point he'll probably help his mom out, develop new toys and things like that. He seems to be an absolute genius at it. So mm -hmm. Tomas is very sad because his mom's got to work late. And we see that he is not that slow in the uptake. And he sees that his mom has a new boyfriend. And the boyfriend in the car is like, hey, I want to give you a kiss. And she's like, no, not in front of the house, you idiot. And then Tomas is just watching. He's like, mm. so Thomas uses an item called the Minitel. So I looked it up because that word bothered me. And when Tomas and his friend were just typing to someone, I was like, wow, that's like aim. And then time hit me and i was like wait it's 1989 mm -hmm. aim wasn't a what the fuck are they doing so minitel was an online service accessible through telephone lines and was the world's most successful online service prior to the World Wide web so it was invented in fucking france uh they had aim before anyone else had it france was so fucking advanced 
in in communications that they had this. It came out experimentally in 1980. <laughs> so they had this for years. And you could make online purchases, train reservations, check stocks, search a telephone directory, have a mailbox, and chat. It's very similar how you can on the World Wide Web today. So uh, the service was retired in 2012 because the I mean, internet at that point was absurd and you didn't really need something so, I guess, archaic, sadly. Uh, it's so cool that this was a real thing. I thought this was fake for the movie for a second, but no. Right? Same. Because, like, who the hell stands in the middle of a very busy summer and has a whole conversation publicly? Oh, my God. It just reminded me of Clerks 2 when they keep going on the, the, the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Internet thing just to troll people. <laughs> we'll make you eat the shit that we shit out. <laughs> It, it's crazy. So we see that Tomas and his friend, uh, Pilou, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Pilou. They are talking to Santa Claus. That's weird. Uh, his friend is like, that's not Santa Claus. Santa Claus isn't real. And he's like, shit up. And it was legit in a fucking AIM chat room. Yeah. It was the early, late 90s, early 2000s. So I'm like texting people ASL and like, this is. Creepy, yeah, I also liked that the kids were super self-aware about it, too. Especially that other kid. He's like, dude, you're probably talking to some fucking pervert on there. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? France was so fucking far ahead of its goddamn time. Yeah. Right. So Tomas is risking it for a biscuit because he thinks he's really talking to Santa Claus right now. And the Santa Claus is like, well, where do you... Oh, no. He says do you know where i live santa claus he's like well yeah i i'm santa claus and with more communication santa claus is like well i want to play with you tonight you know i want to meet you and tomas is smart enough to not give up his address but he says that his mom is the boss at the printemps and so that's the toy store close by so we get a zoom out from the minitel that is not in Tomas's room, and we see it's the same creepy guy from earlier. He has been talking to Tomas, and he's upset because he didn't get his address. So he travels to that mall so he can find his mom and find where he lives. Uh, this is creepy as shit. Ugh. For real. It's bull. So the creepy guy, he gets a job as a Santa at the mall. Uh, unfortunately, he gets fired because he slaps a child in the face. The kid, he's like rubbing her face. Which is so fucking inappropriate and creepy. And oh, little, so much. Yeah, and the little kid says, I don't like your face. She's like, something's with your face. And he's like, Arr! and slaps her. And so Julie uh, fires him because you're bad. You're a bad person. <laughs> so now he has a face. And now he has a plan. So he steals a Santa suit and he heads out because Julie got Tomas's list for his Christmas presents. And so he gets all his presents in this list, but he also gets a murderous Santa in the vehicle. So before Santa gets to the home, we see Tomas is setting up security cameras all around the gigantic castle. It's a legit castle. Because he is going to catch evidence. Uh, be the first kid ever to get evidence that Santa Claus 
is real and maybe catch the son of a bitch if he has enough time. <laughs> he has this cool like wrist mounted legit. It's like a wrist mount mounted computer and he can press buttons and see the view from the camera on his wrist on this tiny, tiny, tiny little screen. It's absolutely crazy. So Tomas and Poppy are playing, as far as I can think, a version of Dungeons and Dragons for one player. And so Tomas seems to be the dungeon master and Poppy is some type of wizard or something. Yeah. The little person and uh, metaphor time. But Poppy has to deal with an ogre. And now the picture of the ogre, uh, that will return that view. Maybe a character will be green and mean looking later in the movie. It's a metaphor. So uh, Poppy tells Tomas that he needs to go to bed because, you know, Santa Claus won't show up if you're awake. And then, you know, Tomas like winks and he's like, oh, I'm going to sleep when I catch this son of a bitch, you know. So we see that evil Santa is at the back of this van. So when the van shows up to the mansion castle, uh, he kills the person that is grabbing the presents out of the back. And the help on the premises of the castle are like, hey, they Julie got, uh, Miss Julie got a legit Santa Claus to give presents to Tomas. This is awesome. Unfortunately, they get killed too because they are weren't, they were not ready for this very murderous man. So we see that Santa Claus is just a waiting. He is waiting for the perfect time. Well, it seems like midnight seems to be the thing. And so he paints his hair and his beard white. And he is just waiting for the perfect time to meet Tomas. So at this point of the movie, Tomas is waiting under uh, a table. And he sees a rope come down the chimney. And the vision that Tomas gets, he the whole room lights up and his face is like slow-mo. He's the happiest kid in the world because he is watching Santa Claus come into his home. Santa Claus lands and he sees a container full of presents. Tomas is super excited. He sees Santa Claus. He's going to catch this asshole. JR, the dog, pops up and is like, you're not Santa Claus. You're an asshole. And JR starts <laughs> to bite evil santa claus and unfortunately i saw where this was going i was like no jr no jr gets stabbed up something fierce by evil santa claus boy howdy and tomas instantly is like oh shit this dude's crazy <laughs> instantly and this is where the synopsis says the cat and mouse starts so let me go to my fucking notes which was more than a page long so Tomas grabs his grandpa and they run to a car. Earlier in the movie, we see that Tomas is smart enough to fix a vehicle. Uh, this kid, he's what, 10 years old? Mm -hmm. And he can fix cars. Uh, this dude's legit and he can drive cars. Uh, when he's done fixing it, he tells grandpa to move over and he's going to drive around the park. And grandpa's like, hey, don't don't weave in between the trees and don't go too fast. He's like, okay, grandpa, <laughs> this kid can do everything. It's really awesome. So as they hop into the car and they're trying to start it, it's not starting. The garage opens and Santa Claus is on the other end of the garage. Now, Santa Claus knows that he's got these people beat. He's got them licked instantly. So he starts beating on the car. He gets a hammer and he's smashing up everything. At the perfect time, Tomas tells his grandpa to hop out of the car and they run off. So Tomas 
has a secret toy room that even his mom doesn't know about. Apparently, all the she knows about it. Yeah, no. Apparently, all the men in this family, this was their toy room, and then they just leave all their toys in there when they get old enough that they don't play with them, and then they just make sure to tell the next child <laughs> in line that hey, if you go through this refrigerator. I don't know why the mom wouldn't open this refrigerator at some point. The toy room is behind that. And it this room is gigantic. It's crazy how she doesn't know that there's more room in her castle. But it's a castle. So I don't know if you keep track of your square footage in a castle. You know? um, I'm sure she does. She's rich as fuck. She was clearly aware of the hole that he like made the trap door in the fucking hallway that he made. I'm sure. Yeah, because she-, she said no more holes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure yeah. she has fucking blueprints that include this big-ass cavernous toy room. And I assume the dad, I don't know when he passes, but he probably told her at some point. They're like, where's our child? I can't see him. Oh, he's he's in a toy room. What toy room? Oh, all the guys in the family. We There's a toy room over there. Oh, okay. So Tomas leaves his grandpa in the toy room because he Santa Claus shouldn't know about this room and... Tomas says it's time to go to work, Grandpa. And so he suits up with all his cool, but not real, weapons. Now, it's funny. This movie, it builds up to the fact where he starts using actual dangerous weapons. But at the beginning, he still just has toys on him. Because that's all he knows. That's his world of weapons. So he has his cool wristwatch camera. I say rich wristwatch, but it's like putting a Zach Morris phone on your arm, honestly. And if you don't know what a Zach Morris phone is, just... It's a brick. Grab, like, your water bottle and just tape it to your arm, and that's what it is. Yeah. Because everybody has a big water bottle. Micah has a 50-gallon water bottle that, he, <laughs> that he'd have to tape to his chest. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't you forget it. That's my jetpack. <laughs> it legit is a jetpack. Looking like Boba Fett out here. I just got a jetpack. It runs on water, man. <laughs> so Tomas is keeping tabs on Santa Claus with the cameras set up around the house. That's pretty smart. Unfortunately, this crazy guy still has a little bit of function in his brain. And he hears one of the cameras stop. And he's like, what the fuck was that sound? He grabs a guitar and starts breaking the cameras. Because he understands that he's being watched. So now, in a panic... When he sees Santa Claus at the end of a hallway, Tomas presses buttons on his wristwatch to set up the net trap, just like he trapped his dog earlier, but he locks down the house. He does get Santa in the net trap, but now he can't run outside, which is fine. It's it's a horror movie, you know, you gotta lock the doors. So there is one phone that is still functional, and it is in the mom's office, way at the top of one of the fucking like towers i mm-hmm. guess it was he had to run so far to it it was also the creepiest like dankest office yeah once he got in there i was like there's like spider webs and shit this is not this <laughs> is like a superhero like emergency phone is what that is yeah it was right weird so it's Tomo- the mayor's phone from freaking powerpuff girls tucked away in that little cabinet <laughs> so this is beginning of us realizing that this crazy santa claus is really fast when you're not watching him so Tomas had at least a five-minute head start. I'd say a 10-minute head start because he was in this net. He's a grown man in a net. It's hard to get out of it. But Santa Claus beat Tomas to the room with the phone. And he grabs the phone. And he's like, hey, buddy, what you doing? And he's like, oh, shit. 
So Tomas crawls outside of the house and he's out on the outside ledge of the mansion and he is uh, trying his best not to fall off of the home. Now, this is a scene where we see, I think it was a drawing because he slips on the ledge and we see someone struggle and Katie was like, oh, that's probably CG. I was like, I think that's a drawing. Someone yeah. drew him struggle on the ledge. I was like, geez, this movie's old. It's probably easier just to draw yeah. a little body for a couple of seconds. Oh, man, what you had to do to make a movie work back in the day. It's crazy. Now, at this point, it hit me and made me feel bad because Tomas is smart. He's very resourceful, but he is still a 10-year-old child, and he cries for his mom. He's barefoot out in the snow, being chased by a crazy person that wants to kill him, probably. And he's like, Mom, where are you? I'm scared. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I felt so bad. Like, this kid's a badass, but he's still a fucking kid. Yeah. Which was, you, you're scared for him. You know, it's a little kid dealing with a grown man and wants to kill him. Bravo, movie. You made me care. <laughs> it's so good. Fuck. So Tomas makes it to his computer room. He takes the longest route and climbs up the roof Makes it to his computer room. Hooray! He leaves a message to his mom and sends a message to his friend Pilou and says like, holy shit, Santa Claus is trying to kill me. Help. Uh, I think that's honestly what the message says. Now, the mom has been trying to call home for a little bit and she can't get in touch because all the phones have been destroyed or left off the hang of the hanger. So her boyfriend is like, I'll keep calling. And the mom's like, I'm going to take the 15 hour drive back to my home. Uh, I assume she lived close. But I guess she lives the fucking hours away from her home because it takes her forever to get there, even before she crashes. She yeah. crashes spoilers. So um, Tomas calls Poppy in the toy room on their walkie-talkie. Unfortunately, Poppy is blind as shit, and he trips and falls, and Santa Claus hears a bit of commotion behind the fridge. He opens the fridge and realizes there's a giant room back here. And he's like, what the fuck? He goes in and he is stalking Poppy and Poppy's about to die. And uh, I'm not going to spoil one of Katie's seven words, but it's connected to this point. I was like, man, if you kill this grandpa, he is pure as the, the morning snow. And <laughs> he doesn't die. Hooray. Tomas saves him. Then they close the door. And I was like, oh, thank God. I don't want to see him die. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> so. At this point, uh, uh, Tomas is still trying his best to, uh, I don't know, pull a 23 skidoo on Santa Claus, and they actually lock him in a sauna. So Santa Claus hears talking in the sauna room. It's one of the walkie-talkies they set up, and Grandpa's talking on it. The second he goes into the room, you see a little roll of carpet unroll, and Tomas comes out of it and puts a piece of metal on the door i was like son of a bitch i saw that right on the screen you see the little carpet i was like this little asshole is just in it waiting i was like mm -hmm. this kid is smart man so santa claus is in the sauna for a while uh my notes say mom crashes into a snowbank after a 10 hour drive back to her house um she's almost there guys maybe she'll save the day uh and my next note is santa easily breaks out of the sauna this door was so rickety and he just like jiggles it for a little bit and then just falls off. So Santa, yeah. Santa is sweaty and he's like, I'm so pissed. I'm gonna kill somebody. <laughs> so Tomas finds another keypad and he opens, he unlocks the whole house because every window had grates come down. Hooray! Uh, as Tomas is running down the stairs to get his grandpa, uh, Santa Claus slices his leg 
And he's about to kill Tomasa. I was like, who is going to save this child? Hooray, Tomasa's friend, Palu, pops out. And I was like, oh, shit, another kid. This ain't good. And Santa Claus looks at him and chases down Palu. I thought we were going to watch another child die instead of Tomas. And I was like, damn, this movie's going to suck ass. Um, Palu falls off his bike, but gets back on and scoots his little ass back home. And Santa Claus is like, damn, that kid got away. Well, I know where another kid is. <laughs> so uh, it gets, uh, it's so scary. So Tomas and Poppy, they start to hide. Now, Poppy is put into a suit of armor so he can just stand and be out of the way. So Poppy's like, I will sit quietly here. Good luck, child. Uh, my notes, I, I, I was thinking about um, Black Dynamite at this point. So my note says, Tomas gets on the mic and tells Santa that he done fucked up now. And so sets up actual dangerous traps, buries his dog, JR. Rest in peace, buddy. And he cleans his leg wound like an actual action star he like bites down on some on a belt so mm -hmm. he doesn't scream he puts the alcohol on his cut sets up a crutch that's part of a chair and tapes it to his leg and he is ready to actually fight so we see that tomas attaches a tracking device to santa and he sets up a crossbow dart trap a pool of gasoline that catches santa on fire kind of and he tries to make a train grenade <laughs> it doesn't explode when it gets to santa claus and santa claus actually winds it up and sends it back the way it came the i wrote the tension as the grenade rolls toward the suit of armor where grandpa is sitting uh it got me because tomas's face is like oh my god that's a grenade and he freaks out but he stops it uh grenade doesn't go off and santa claus like grabs a grenade he's real confused about it and Tomas runs off again. It's it's a lot of, oh shit, he's busy. I gotta leave. So the cops finally arrive. Hooray! And they get killed three minutes later. Um, Yeah, Santa Claus is quick. And he's really quiet. It's weird, man. So Poppy needs his insulin. Oh no! <laughs> he's starting to get real wiggly. So now Tomas needs to get to the insulin. He actually grabs some and he's on his way back. And then Santa catches him and he puts the knife to his throat. And I was like, holy shit, he, who's going to save him now? And then the the flip of this movie happens. Santa grabs Tommy and says, I win. Now it's your turn to find me. And he lets him go and he runs off to hide. He's like, count to 20. And Tomas's face of what the fuck was that? And he starts counting. He gets to three and then runs the fuck off. I guess he wants to kill him, but he just wants to play. I don't know. He's he's just fucking insane. Uh, <laughs> uh, my next note, uh, I say Tommy scoots the fuck off and hops in the cop's car. He's going to get help. He can drive. He's 10 years old. He can do it. Unfortunately, Santa is in the backseat. Santa has passed him and gotten into the backseat of the, the car. Santa starts yelling, you're cheating, and tries to attack Tomas. Uh, Tomas crashes the car. I was like, Jesus, man, this dude's quick. So Tomas uses his fake handcuffs and handcuffs Santa Claus inside of the police car and runs off. Uh, he easily breaks through them and chases down Tomas. So Tomas grabs the cop's gun and he asks Santa Claus, why? Why are you doing this? Uh, he doesn't get an answer because Santa Claus takes another step and Tomas shoots him. Uh, not a kill shot, 
but he gets him and Santa Claus goes down. Tomas runs to grandpa and gets him the insulin. Hooray. He cuts him out of the suit of armor. Hooray. Unfortunately, Santa Claus now covered in green goop, looking a lot like an ogre. Earlier in the movie, Julie, the mom says, if you aren't asleep when Santa Claus gets there, he will turn into an ogre and he'll do bad things because you're awake. And he's like, I don't believe in that. Now, Tomas has seen that Santa Claus is an ogre. Oh boy, that's probably terrifying for this child. And then uh, Tomas is just like, I don't know what to do. I'm a little kid. I've done all I could. And he's backing into the Christmas tree. And here comes, here comes grandpa with a blurry face. And I say, Santa comes in and half blind Pappy shoots ogre Santa. Yay. Grandpa killed him. Now, (laughs) mom and her boyfriend show up. And I say Tommy's having Vietnam flashbacks of his night. Uh, there's echoes of everything he's been through, and he's fucked up. Uh, it's bad. I feel bad for this kid. He's been through a lot tonight. And he apologizes to his mom for causing all of these Santa problems. He's like, this wouldn't have happened. Santa wouldn't have come to punish me if I wasn't interested in trying to find him. And I was like, oh, he's just a crazy person, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's bad. I forgot to tell everybody at the beginning of the movie, there was a quote and it actually ties into how this movie works. So it says, all children believe in magic and cease to do so only when they grow up, except those who have been too disappointed by reality to expect any reward from it. Uh, most definitely. Uh, I don't know if Tomas still believes in magic because he still thinks that this was Santa Claus and he helped kill him um i don't know it's it's a crazy ending to this movie it's it's happy because he ain't dead but kid's been through a lot that that would wreck kind of the mystical lore of christmas yeah for me (laughs) if i sat there sitting in front of dead what i thought was santa claus yeah like oh because of me yeah i killed santa holy shit yeah you'd be like well i'm never getting gifts again this is great that's wild so Emma, uh, who is your favorite character or your favorite thing about Deadly Games? The relationship between Tomas and his grandpa, because that was his grandpa was just ready to play anything that Tomas wanted to play. He was all aboard that train. He was like, you want to handcuff me? I'm your prisoner. Great. Let's go. What are we having for breakfast? You got to take my medicine though. You you know, you want to play this? Great. Sign me up. Let's do it. And he was so supportive and sweet to him. And that little boy was like, I know what you need, grandpa. You just need somebody to treat you like you're normal and like you're a normal person and you're not struggling with anything. And it was, it was just so sweet and refreshing to see something like that in this situation. Because normally when you get like kids that are in mansions or from super rich families that are stuck with their grandpa. Yeah. They're super dicks to the grandpa and they're really entitled and elitist and not great about it. And I loved that this was not like that at all. Yeah. It was so sweet and kind. Micah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Tomas. Uh, he was a great um i don't know hero of the story um 
he had one hell of a character journey throughout. Uh, I did, I did like, like it felt much more real because his emotional outbreaks that he had felt more like, okay, that's age appropriate right there, you know, but everything was just, you know, imaginative play and stuff like that. And, you know, running around like Rambo and all that with the dog and, uh, fucking adored it. And he finally has that moment of like, okay, well, nobody's coming to help us. So I need to protect my, my grandpa and, and I'm going to kill Santa. Yeah. (laughs) And then he, you know, it, it was also one of those things where it was like, I had a thought in the back of my head while watching it in the middle when he's like running through the random art museum that they have in the basement, (laughs) but he like couldn't find his way through. So he gives up and goes back (laughs) Oh, no, 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 he eventually finds it, but it was like the the exit that he took looked just like the way he came in, so I was like, wait, did he just, oh, it's a different room. Oh, okay, well, there you go. And somehow Santa was already there. Uh, he made that list and checked it twice. <laughs> but it was, it was one of those things where I was like, man, he doesn't really know this house that well, but it was like, he's a kid. He's freaking out. He wasn't, you know, thinking clearly. And then when he finally flips that switch in the middle, where he's like, you know what? Fuck you, Santa. You came on my turf. This is my house, and I'm going to get you. This is my house. I have to defend it. Yeah. <laughs> and then fucking when he puts his grandpa in a suit of armor and just says, <laughs> just stand there. Just just chill. We, I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, he was a great fucking hero, man. And then the grenade scene was just... Oh, my God. I had a heart attack Watching that I was that was going to blow up the grandpa. I was like, ah, ha, 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 I'm yeah. coming for you if you blow up grandpa right now. But, yeah, no, T- Tomas was easily the best character. Katie? Uh, you're wrong. It was the grandpa. How fucking dare you? <laughs> <laughs> the grandpa was too pure for this world. Pappy was the best. Um, oh yeah this entire relationship between the two of them reminded me of me and my grandpa this is totally how he was when i was little um down to play anything it didn't matter if he looked a fool like he was down you want to put makeup on him sure you want to play gi joes sure like who gives a fuck like let's do it and there are not a lot of movies that showcase this kind of relationship like emma said where the grandpa or grandparent is like the most important person in the kid's life or like um they're as important like a lot of times grandparents in movies end up being that like oh yeah well uh i'm mad because my parents aren't actually aren't here aren't around so i'm gonna take it out of my grandpa and treat them like shit or my grandparent and treat them like shit yeah um but this one was great, and uh, the character kind of reminded me of Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, except yeah. not a piece of shit. Grandpa Joe kind of sucked, <laughs> but yeah, Pappy was fucking great. Otis, uh, I'm hopping on the Tomas train. That kid, that hero, that main character was solid. Was not perfect, even though they built this kid up to be like. They they said multiple times he's a genius. Uh, what he does, it's crazy for his age. And even with all of these things, um, there's one scene in Kick Ass that always gets to me. Um, where Hit Girl, she's getting revenge on all these bad guys, 
But then one of the bad guys like just drop kicks her in the chest and they're like, you're just a little kid, man. Like, sure, you're awesome, but you're still a little kid. Yeah. Like, you can't beat me up. And this little girl is trying her best, but she's like, this guy's got at least 150 pounds on me. She's got to be smart about it. Uh, The same thing happens in this movie. Uh, There was one scene where he's setting up a crossbow trap. In the back of my mind for a second, I was like, why wouldn't he just use it? But then I thought, he wouldn't be able to shoot more than one shot on it because he have to reload it. Just like in the movie with the uh, deaf lady that was in the woods. The whole yes. time the killer's watching her try to reload the bow. And he's like, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? And he's just sitting there smiling because he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't got no muscles, little girl, <laughs> you know? And I thought yeah. he wouldn't be able to shoot more than once. And it probably wouldn't be that good of a shot, you know? So he's like, I'm just going to set this up to shoot you know attached to the wall they tried their best to not make you think that this kid was like super powered like in home alone kevin was setting up some crazy traps by himself still a bit believable but this movie was a lot more realistic with the traps and i thought it was absolutely amazing this kid is a kid he's not like Oh, I'm like a grown ass man in a kid's body. No, he's a little kid. Sure, he's watched action movies. He knows traps, but still, he cries when he is scared. He wants his mom to save him. I, it was so cool. I love how they portrayed this little child in this movie. It was absolutely awesome. So, Emma, uh, who was your least favorite character or your least favorite thing about this movie? Uh, Santa slapping the child and. <laughs> having super pedo eyes because everything about that man like yes santa played the villain to a t yes he was really fucking creepy and he did his job but absolutely not everything that he was and everything that made up his personality made me want to just break so many laws and punch the fucking shit out of that man in a public space it was bad he was garbage water micah i'm gonna say the santa just because he was the bad guy maybe not my least favorite character but there were only like four characters kind of (laughs) so um yeah the santa it wasn't like he was just a bad guy looking to fuck shit up he was like actually kind of twisted like almost like a mental disease that he was suffering okay (laughs) my arm my armchair analysis over here it was the night before (laughs) mental health awareness yes but he was the mascot he was like actually deranged i mean he he killed the dog with a fucking spatula like it was basically a pie pie spatula oh yeah that he fucking yeah he fucking killed the dog with and then sliced the kid's leg oh my god that that was awful (laughs) that was horrible then he fucking like ties his leg off to a goddamn stick like oh no i'm good i'm good um but yeah, it it wasn't just the fact that you know he he just was mentally sick, and yeah. there's nothing you can do to reason with that or or anything. It's just it, it it is an unstoppable monster because that's just I don't know how his brain was working. So he was fucking terrifying. Yeah. So yeah, I 
Yeah. Good bad guy. Bad person. That's bad. Good bad guy. Bad good guy. Uh my least favorite character was Papa Noel, the fucking creepy Santa. He was awful. Like for the same reasons everyone said. And there's a slight part of me that's like, well, he clearly has like mental health issues, so you can't really be so mad at him, but then he just fucking murders a dog with like a pie knife, so fuck that guy. Yeah, it's yeah. But no, I'm not choosing him because there is someone that is worse in this movie. And I'm going with the fucking trope of garbage policemen. Uh, you know, and I don't know if France does it different. You know, we, we got to see. um, No, that was another country. Got to see these cops. But I'm also going with the mom. Now, given the mom is way better than a lot of moms in horror movies or in Christmas movies. She's pretty dang good. She had an itch in the back of her head that something was wrong at home. But the movie didn't know what they wanted to do with her to the point where she was in that car for like the majority of the movie driving. Mm -hmm. And then she crashed into a little snowbank. And then the boyfriend had to save her. And then they drove some more. And they got there as everything was done. And I was like, they really didn't know what they wanted to do with her. They didn't want her there to save her son, which I think would have been a cool ending. Maybe her and the grandpa maybe she helps the grandpa hold the gun or something like that you know or maybe the gun is out of bullets and then the mom comes in and takes down santa claus that would have been really cool but they really it seemed like an afterthought with the mom they were like oh yeah the mom is still here oh fuck she'll just come in right as santa claus is dead yeah that works um they decided that grandpa was going to be the one to save the day which is fine because he was blind as shit and he shot santa claus i was fine with it it's just they really didn't know what they wanted to do with the mom. And it's a shame because she was pretty cool. She wasn't annoying. She wasn't mean like in Home Alone, like Kevin's mom. Uh, she said some really mean things to Kevin before they, quotation mark, disappeared, you know. Uh, and she apologized later. She's like, I said some fucked up stuff to you before we left. I'm sorry. She was just a busy mom. And that was it, you know. So, like I said, they just needed to get her out of the picture in this movie. It'd been cool if there was something more to her character than just driving in the snow. Very disappointing. Yeah. Okay, so let us do seven-word synopsis. I have two of them. Ogre versus kid metaphor shows at end. I knew there was something up when they were doing the DD, the DDR, the D and D, <laughs> and the ogre metaphor popped up with the little character, and then later in the movie. You see that there's a Santa Claus figure, but it's like green and scary looking. And then there's a little kid. It looks a lot like Peter Pan with a yes, sword. Yes, it was Peter Pan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right next to that person. I was like, message. You know, and I was like, well, that's that's Tomas, obviously. And that's Santa yeah. Claus. And he's the one that's going to win. So I was like, there was a lot of cool metaphors in this. And then my second one was kind of a line from the movie. I just wanted to see Santa Claus. Uh, Tomas was fucked up at the end of the movie because he's like, damn, I caused all of this. I just wanted to catch or find or see Santa Claus. He's like, my bad. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. yeah. It's going to be tough to show him that no, nah, that was just a crazy person dressed up like Santa. You you didn't cause Santa Claus to try to kill you and your grandpa. You know, Katie. Okay. Number one. Note to self, 
don't piss off Tomas. Yup. Yeah, when he got serious, he was making shit that could, could kill you. Yeah, he started building that fucking grenade, and I was like, dear God, that kid is not to be fucked with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, deserved all the hype Home Alone got. Yeah. It is a fucking shame that this movie is not an international treasure, like, at Christmas time, like ho- fucking Home Alone is. All this movie needed was a John Williams score, and it would be as beloved as fucking Home Alone easily. Yeah. It makes me sad that, you know, I just learned about this, like, a year-ish ago. Yeah. I was like, man. Okay. My third one, which is the one Otis alluded to earlier, I literally turned to Otis and said this several times during the movie. If Grandpa dies, I'm turning this off. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I, like, could not handle it. There were a bunch of uh, tension moments where Grandpa was, like, on the verge of just getting himself murdered and i was like dear god this get this poor man cannot be he cannot die that's not okay and my final one 1989 france with fucking 2002 american internet <laughs> this shit was so far ahead of its goddamn time it's so cool all of the america's number one <laughs> wild yeah wild Micah. It could be a kinky messaging board. <laughs> I don't know why I was allowed to, but like in like nineteen ninety six or ninety seven when Napster was a thing was a thing and they had online chat rooms, just fucking twelve year old kid chatting with random ass people on on the internet i don't know who the fuck i was talking to i didn't know if they were real fucking people or real fucking creepy you're Same. friends on the dark web <laughs> on the dark web, dark web. <laughs> santa claus is attacking me send help <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> Emma? i have discount rambo in the mullet we trust <laughs> hold on not my santa (laughs) and then santa coming to a home near you like that and then santa slaps my kid nah throwing hands (laughs) and then my alliterative crazed kringle kills canine crashes kids quarters hell yeah so this film released, uh, depends on where, uh, March 18th, 1989, uh, at a Festival of Youth and Children's Films, sweet Jesus, they showed us <laughs> the children, in France, or January 17th, 1990, in France. It got a North American premiere at Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas, in 2018. That's a fucking shame. This movie went so many years with only a few people knowing from america they obviously there's people that grew up in france they're like watch home alone they're like wait i saw a movie the kids like fighting like a killer santa claus they're like what are you talking about that sounds like home alone no man i remember this and then it would spread like that but no finally enough people were like can we please get a fucking like version of this or premiere in america in 2018 they got it uh the movie was restored by the american genre film archive to help smooth it out and make the movie look spiffy-er. Uh, man, 
if this movie got the the worldwide like play like home alone uh it we would have done this way way sooner absolutely way soon um but it's fine we got to see it at some point i'm not mad so being that this is a film from 1989 i feel bad for everybody that wrote down budget and box office but this is the kind of movie where they didn't give a shit about that and Mm -hmm. it, it was not written down uh usually Certain older films are like, eh, we spent money on this. I don't care. So uh, the reception was amazing from everybody. So I like to think that this movie made a pretty good amount of money. Um, One of my favorite reviews says that Tomas may be a badass Rainbow Jr. with some tricks up his sleeve, but the movie never lets you forget that he's also a child suffering from real injuries and crying for his mom. It's a brutal but unique spin to this kind of horror flick. Um, Everyone was like, this is awesome, dude. Uh, Just what it showed and what he went for, this is really cool. Like, this kid is for real in danger. Like, Home Alone, he was in danger the whole time, but you were laughing. You didn't really think he would be really in trouble until the end. But then the shovel guy came out like 30 seconds later. He was never really in like, oh, shit, Kevin might really get get his ass kicked. It was like 30 seconds of fear. The whole time he was throwing fucking full paint cans at these assholes. There was no worry in my heart that Kevin would be in trouble. You know? Uh, this movie's fun, man. Uh, that was so cool. Fuck. It's really good. So, uh, Minority Kill Count, that's a big old zero. Everybody was looking the same. Santa Claus was a bit darker than everybody, but I think that's fine also. So, we are still at 438. In a Tito Turtle and house in a plane full of vampires and a black bear. <laughs> I almost forgot that. I listened back to that episode and I was like, oh yeah, I whispered black bear. I'm gonna put a BB on there. So does anybody have anything else to say about deadly games before we get out of here? It's so good. Uh it's it's too damn good. Yeah. Another movie, two in a row, where this is way ahead of its time, and I'm very thankful that I'm finally watching it because, fuck, it is a dark Home Alone, and like it, it, it gave me vibes of uh, high tension. Yeah. That other, yeah. <laughs> Man, they have a they have a style that they go for in Europe, and dude, it is good. If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. <laughs> I think for foreign horror. I think I'm going to intentionally aim to find a horror movie from France and hopefully I can keep the uh, streak of just European films just being bangers. I'm hoping mm-hmm. we can find another one. because Isn't High Tension, isn't that French? Yep. And uh, so is uh, Where's Mommy. So. Yeah, High Tension was French. The Where's Mommy one with the twins. Oh, yeah. Was French. That was French. I thought that was uh, like Norway or Sweden. I could have sworn it was French. Which one? Oh, good night, mommy. Oh, good night, mommy. God, I haven't seen that in a hot minute. I know it's been years. So many episodes ago, <laughs> but no, I, I, I didn't think it's funny. We checked out um some movies from uh, Southern America, and I was like, damn, like German. Oh, German. Okay. Uh, you know, we're looking at these films, and Katie's like, damn, this is, this is my heritage. This is awesome. I'm like, this is fucking cool. 
and now checking out these French horror films, like fuck, this is cool. Uh, other countries, man, they're out here doing really good work. It mm-hmm. makes me happy inside. I'm ugh, good job. Keep going, guys. Keep going. Uh, we're gonna try our best to keep looking up some really good scary movies. So, so with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at Allentown Pod. On Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at allentownpresents at gmail.com. So, this was episode 336 in the pot in the books, out of sight. Or episode two. Yeah. So, the music you listen to right now that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CE anywhere you can find it. Studio Fitas, thank you so much for the artwork. So, I, Katie has gotten a pretty nice bag of scary movies. Uh, we're going to try to cultivate it and find the best ones. I know one just came out on Shudder, and it's fresh as shit. Uh, and I'm pumped. It's It's got a pun name from a Christmas movie. I have a lot of stabbing in it. So hopefully that's one of them. Uh, we haven't done the actual original Black Christmas. We should do that at some point. Uh, there's tons of scary Christmas movies out there. It makes me happy inside. Thank you so much for listening to the second episode of our Christmas Movie Countdown. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. Bye! See you guys. Toots! Why does he have to cry to become a man? Help me, Santa Claus. Come close to my heart. Uh, Before we get off, that was an awesome song and I was dancing to it. Can we talk about the dollar store version of Eye of the Tiger that played? Oh my god! Yes! I said the same thing! I was sitting here listening to it. It's like, okay, you can copy me, but make sure it's different just enough. I don't want to get in trouble with you. Oh my god, it was so good! Yeah, it was like, oh my god. It made the perfect fucking montage. Oh my god, it was so... It was awesome like the notes went in a specific order i was like damn they really don't want to get in trouble they were trying right. so goddamn hard <laughs> and like it, it's like the one thing that changed was like the end of the phrase when instead of resolving down it resolved up or something like that it was just like oh my god fuck off get the fuck out of here <laughs> oh but it was awesome this movie's good watch it guys <laughs> okay bye guys bye